Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Jamie East, and this was a week that saw Tories crack down on accommodation for asylum seekers, Scotland get a new leader, Donald Trump get indicted for Stormy Daniels payments, and the death of Paul O'Grady. Grab a cup of something hot, put up your feet, and get up to speed on the seven biggest stories of the week. This is the standout seven from the Smart Seven. It's news, but not the news. As the government battles to get its Stop the Boat bill through the Commons, the topic of where to house asylum seekers and illegal migrants raised its head again on Wednesday. The new plan involves using barges, ferries and military bases to house thousands of asylum seekers in a bid to reduce the £6.8 million a day the government's spending on hotel accommodation. Immigration Minister Robert Jenrick had these comforting words for anyone seeking asylum in the UK. Accommodation for migrants should meet their essential living needs and nothing more because we cannot risk becoming a magnet for the millions of people who are displaced and seeking better economic prospects. Deputy Prime Minister Dominic Raab supports the proposal, saying that asylum seekers shouldn't expect luxury when they arrive here. And we've got to crush that business model that the gangsters rely on, and part of that is making sure that they don't realise and they know that there's not a plush hotel at taxpayers' expense at the end of that illegal journey. But Amnesty International Steve Valdez-Simmons says it's a terrible idea. The conditions of those places, their isolation, their uncertainty, suitability for long-term accommodation of traumatised people in many instances are manifest and have caused serious harm in the past when the government has turned to this sort of accommodation. Hamza Yusuf, 26,000 and 32. This represents 52.1% final vote. I therefore declare Hamza Yusuf duly elected as the Scottish National Party leader. That's the moment Hamza Yousaf was elected as the new leader of the SNP. He'll become the first person from a non-white background, the first Muslim and the youngest person to serve as First Minister of Scotland when formalities are completed on Tuesday. The 37-year-old says he feels like the luckiest man in the world. In his acceptance speech, he paid tribute to his grandparents who immigrated to Scotland from the Punjab. They could not have imagined that two generations later that their grandson would one day be on the cusp of being Scotland's First Minister. We should all take pride in the fact that today we have sent a clear message that your colour of skin or indeed your faith is not a barrier to leading the country that we all call home. Nicola Sturgeon believes he'll be an outstanding leader, but not everyone's happy with the result. Scottish Conservatives leader Douglas Ross congratulated Yusuf, but is concerned he's got his priorities wrong when it comes to independence. He wants to be first activist uh, for the independence movement, so he is going to be focused, as Nicola Sturgeon was, every day trying to separate our country and divide us all over again.
Hollywood was out in force to support Ukraine this week, beginning with a visit from Orlando Bloom. In a video on Instagram, the British actor, who's a UNICEF goodwill ambassador, was seen meeting President Vladimir Zelensky. He described the country's residents as awe-inspiring. My mother sang the, national, the, the, the Ukrainian national anthem. She says, if you see Zelensky, you tell him to win. <laughs> and in an unexpected twist of events, we learnt on Wednesday that a Star Wars legend lent his voice to an air raid app that alerts Ukrainians to incoming attacks. Mark Hamill, a.k.a. Luke Skywalker, warns of imminent Russian bombardments. Attention, air raid alert. Proceed to the nearest shelter. Don't be careless. Your overconfidence is your weakness. Meanwhile, during the week, President Zelensky invited Xi Jinping to visit Ukraine following the Chinese leader's visit to Russia. President Zelensky thinks it's time for the Chinese Premier to see what the situation's like on the ground, so he's extended his own invitation. Of course, I gave all the diplomatic and public and not public to President of China, and I want to speak with him. Would you invite him here? Oh yes, we are ready. We are ready to see him here. And in further travel plan news, European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen is headed to China next week with French President Macron. It's part of the diplomatic attempt to keep China on side. Ahead of the visit, she's made a speech outlining the EU's position on Beijing. I believe it is neither viable nor in Europe's interest to decouple from China. Our relations are not black or white. And our response cannot be either. And Thursday saw outrage after an American reporter for the Wall Street Journal was arrested and charged with espionage in Russia. Moscow-based journalist Ilyana Pavlova says Evan Gershkovich's arrest sends a bad signal for Western journalists in Russia. Evan is the first foreign correspondent to be arrested in Russia since the invasion, uh, since Russian invasion of Ukraine. So far, this sets a really bad precedent for everyone who has left in Moscow to report on what is going on inside Russia. If you were on social media over the weekend, you may have seen some of our favourite MPs were approached by a Korean consultancy firm asking if they would consider sitting on its advisory board. Do you have a daily rate? I do, yes. It's 10,000 sterling. I would do anything less than for about 10,000 Dollars a month. Dollars or pounds? Well, pounds sterling. I was thinking something like £60,000. That was former Health Secretary Matt Hancock, former Chancellor Kwasi Kwarteng and 1922 Committee Chairman Sir Graham Brady discussing compensation in their interviews with Su Yeon Lee, the firm's Vice President of External Affairs. But there was one small problem, as journalist Anthony Barnett explains. What these MPs don't know is that Hanson Consulting doesn't actually exist. It has no headquarters, there's no advisory board, no clients, no money and no staff. Oh, and Su Yon Lee is an undercover reporter. That's right, it was all part of a sting operation set up by anti-Brexit campaigning group led by Donkeys, and their fake website for Han Seong Consulting was enough to fall five MPs into attending exploratory interviews. MPs are allowed to hold second jobs and there's no limit on how much they can earn, so levelling up Secretary Michael Gove, who wasn't involved in the operation by the way, says it's all within the rules. I think it's pretty clear that things that were offered and things that were considered were within the rules. And ultimately, uh, the really important thing is, is a Member of Parliament doing everything they can to put public service first. Still to come on the standout seven, bookies pay out £19 million in fines and Trump gets indicted right after this. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back. The Gambling Commission said it considered suspending William Hill's licence before issuing the largest financial penalty in its history. The bookmaker's been fined £19.2 million over social responsibility and anti-money laundering breaches. One customer managed to open a new account and spend £23,000 in just 20 minutes. Chief Executive of the Gambling Commission, Andrew Rhodes, told the BBC the betting giant should have intervened. This is a sizeable penalty and this is not something that, that will be shrugged off. We will take escalating action if operators don't improve. I'm pleased to say in this case, we have seen good improvements within the company under their new management and ownership. Will Prochaska, strategy director at Gambling With Lives, says the industry is promoting really addictive products that are extremely dangerous and as serious as any drug addiction. Well, I think William Hill have behaved abhorrently, but I'm not surprised. 90% of the industry's profits come from 5% of customers who are either addicted or at risk of addiction. So this is business as usual for them. He was the first US president to be elected without any government or military experience, the first to be impeached twice, and now he'll be the first to face criminal charges. Yes, Donald Trump's been indicted by a Manhattan grand jury over hush money payments he sent to an adult film star back in 2016. The specific charges haven't been made public yet, but Trump's already on the defensive, calling it political persecution at the highest level in a statement released on Thursday. Trump's former vice president, Mike Pence, was on air on NBC when the news came in. I think the unprecedented indictment is an outrage, and and it appears to be nothing more than a political prosecution that's driven by a prosecutor who literally ran for office on a pledge to indict the former president. Entertainer, broadcaster and comedian Paul O'Grady has died aged 67. He became famous initially under his drag persona Lily Savage, then went on to retire the character in 2004 and appear as himself. He hosted game shows including the reboot of Blind Date, the BAFTA winning talk show The Paul O'Grady Show and had a 14 year career as a Radio 2 presenter. His love of animals, particularly dogs, saw him win an RSPCA Animal Hero Award. He passed away unexpectedly but peacefully in the words of his husband Andre Patasio, who invited fans to celebrate his life. Here he is as Lily Savage joking about life before drag. Rest in peace, Paul. I mean, we've all done our jobs. Julian Clary started out as a professional wrestler, you know. He did. His stage name was Mick McManus. Honest to God, it was scary. <laughs> so on terrible night, he got a punch in the ring. He was never the same again. Never the same again. You've been listening to The Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow at 7am. Hit that follow button and have a great day. Give us seven minutes, we'll give you the world.